This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast, Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk-taking foundation people in the country. In part two of our conversation with John Richardson of the Blackstone Ranch Institute, John talks about the highly streamlined, pared-down application process he uses. He also reflects on the impact of offering encouragement and validation to people with new ideas, people who want to embark on path-breaking work. Risky to me would be if you just were winging it, if you just said, oh, gosh, that sounds cool. And you, and you put money in without really knowing enough about what they were doing and where it could go. So that I think I wrote this in a, in a blog for you some time ago that, that we, you know, we'll, we'll place these, in a sense, these early bets on new initiatives. But these are, these are calculated uh, calls. These are, these are, um, these aren't uh, sort of reckless or throwing something at the wall. We're not, we're not into throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. That may ultimately be what happens. But I think the objective is really to get a clear enough sense of what this is and where it's likely to go so that I can have, and I can pass this on to Pat, who, who you know, are my funding partner, um, so that I have a, a pretty good sense that this that this is going to go in a direction that will be worth our support. I think the difference is that I'm look I'm I'm living in the moment. I'm looking for the moment, and you know, rather than rather than as you describe it, just taking in a a proposal and do we like this or not? Da 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 da. I'm really I'm really working my network. And particularly in the beginning, the, the first, let's say, five to seven years, where I really was doing a lot of outreach and I wanted to be passed on from one person to another. And I, I really sort of worked the growing network because what, I'm really, what I really want is to be, I want to find somebody who's doing something and that somebody can be two or three people on a phone call. I mean, but where I feel I can be at my best is in the moment. So I'm having a creative conversation with somebody. They're explaining what they're doing. They're really, and I'm getting more and more. And then I just say, ah, 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 that's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the, that's our leverage point. That's the moment. Sometimes they don't quite see that because they're, they're um, often consumed with logistical details of trying to get something going or fundraising. And what I'm looking for is a slightly higher level engagement where I can, I, it can click in my mind. I can go, oh my goodness, that is what they're really doing. And so once I find that moment and it clicks, then the job becomes okay. And then I can ins- almost instruct them how to do this. So it's easy for them. It's all right. I want to take this to Pat, my benefactor. So if you can capture what I just heard, 
in a couple of paragraphs and write it as a, I mean, it's it's technically a proposal, but write it as a almost an informal uh, note to me, uh, then that's what we really want. We've identified the moment, we've identified our our leverage moment, uh, the, the place in this where we can be most effective. And uh, we're not interested in all this other stuff. We're not interested in, you know, complicated, uh, elaborate reporting procedures and all the rest of it. And I move from there to saying to them, well, um, okay. Uh, and some of them will say, they'll say, well, what kind of reporting do you want? I'll say, look, you know, in six months, three months, whatever it is, uh, if you can just send me a note, you can send me a simple email. Let me know what has happened and what you've been able to do with our grant that you probably would not have been able to do otherwise. And that's it, really. I mean, I don't. it, it doesn't have to be that much more complicated. And Pat is a, you know, Pat's an entrepreneurial businessman. He's not big on bureaucracy and all this complicated stuff. So he's he's looking for the same kinds of things in his work as a, as an entrepreneur um, that I'm looking for and then that he's, you know, looking at with me at some point in this, uh, in this kind of philanthropy. So it is, it is different. It, it's quite a bit different, I think. We had one uh, thing that we started, which was uh, uh, started as a funder, which was a uh, Western uh, alliance of these very high-end amenity ranches, sort of Ted Turner scale, some of the biggest privately held properties in the West, but they were big enough that they they could do really important um, ecosystem work, uh, species protection. And uh, they were they were sort of negotiating their way towards setting up the alliance and they, they didn't have a lot of experience with this. But by the time I got involved, we'd been doing this for a few years. They saw me as somebody who who knew this game. And at one point somebody said, well, look, you know, you, you've seen a lot of these things, you know, new things get out of the gate. Uh, how are we doing here? What, where are we going? And I was able to say, well, you're doing the right thing. This has a lot of potential. So I was able to say things that gave them encouragement or, or acknowledged what it was they were doing as a, as an organizational development effort, as a, um, as a contribution to their field. And so that, that is a role. This is our kind of non-grant asset thing we've talked about over time. Uh, this is something that I think uh, it's one of the parts of my, or one of the roles I play, which is most satisfactory to me because um, I do see, when I talk to people, I do see potential. And as I said earlier, I mean, sometimes they're too wrapped up in logistical challenges or they don't have the confidence yet, or they just, they just, they're too, they're almost cramped by being in the starting gate, um, too cramped to really see the big picture. So when I see it, uh, part of my role is to, is to articulate it for them and, and do it as a way of giving them encouragement. And, and that will come at a point where I've already decided that this is a, you know, a really good thing they're doing. So I think that's an important that's an important element of what we do. And I think it, it, it helps uh, grantees who are at very early stages with new initiatives. And sometimes they have a lot of doubts. They haven't gotten the money they need yet. It's a new idea. 
maybe somebody on the board isn't quite quite you know going with it yet. And if they have somebody um, in my position who they feel knows the field and has been funding in in, in this area, who can really acknowledge what they're doing and give them encouragement, it's a huge boost. I think it's a, it's something that that philanthropists are in a position to do pretty much all the time. And and that is a that is another form of of catalytic philanthropy. You can you can catalyze simply by acknowledging the validity or the importance or the worthiness of what somebody is doing. And it's a role that as a benefactor, I think when we started Pat, because he's an entrepreneur, he was able to see this possibility. But I think in the beginning, he wasn't sure. So he always wanted to make sure, and I think this is sensible, that if he was going to give a grant, that there had to be other players with, as he put it, skin in the game. Because, I mean, that's another piece we haven't talked about here. But if if we're going to be giving those very early stage grants, we don't want to be the only one, not just because we don't want to get tied up in a in a in just a total dependency relationship, kind of, you know, as far into the future as you can see, but we also realize that it's important for any new initiative to have multiple funders and multiple ownerships. So we began to understand our role as often providing that first grant, which if, if this was a resourceful grantee, they could leverage to pull in other money because a lot of other funders may sit around, they look at something that's new, looks as though it may come out of the gate and they, don't, they aren't sure, they're not really confident and they're like, well, we don't want to do this yet. When they see us move and money's in there, they go, okay, this is real. This is moving. We can put money in and then, you know, things will start to move and we can feel good about this. So, uh, yeah, so that's been a, that's been a big part of, of, of what we've done, I think. And it's, it's been incredibly gratifying. It's just, I've seen it happen again and again and again. Thanks to John Richardson for joining us. To learn more about John's work and the Blackstone Ranch Institute, visit Exponent's podcast website. Look for new catalytic podcasts each month. Meet more creative funders. Benji Ru does the audio engineering and mixing. Our website is by Kwok Lee. Our music is by O Future. The Catalytic Podcast is made possible by grants from two Exponent members, the 1772 Foundation and the Blackstone Ranch Institute. I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.